I think we all know that, you know, our students learn at different rates and so do our teachers. Mm. If we think about our teachers as learners, it's going to be early adopters, there's going to be those champions that it just comes naturally to them or they're really interested and they're going off and they're doing that learning by themselves. But there are other teachers who maybe are a little bit more nervous. Hi there and welcome to the Pondering Dam podcast, where we talk all things teaching, education, pedagogy and technology. I'm your host, Danny Summerall, and if you're new to the show, make sure you leave a review and share with your peers. Connect with me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at PonderingDan, as well as at PonderingDan.com. So today on the show, I have got Angela Norman from Adelaide joining me. She's an Apple Distinguished Educator um, who works in a large private school in Adelaide. She completed a Bachelor of Psychology with a minor in Politics and then decided to switch to primary teaching with an early year specialism at Oxford Brooks Uni in the UK. She spent five years teaching at a school just outside Oxford, where she was the art and design tech coordinator, and later took on the role of head of lower school. Heading to Australia, Angela spent a year working as a relief teacher in Alice Springs before moving to Adelaide, where she originally worked as a classroom teacher and now working as the director of digital innovation with responsibility from ELC to year 12. So welcome, Angela. Thank you. (laughs) How are you today? (laughs) Yeah, good. This is my good. first podcast. It's very exciting. It is exciting, isn't it? I'm I'm enjoying recording them, so um, I'm glad you're excited to be here as well. So um, I thought we'd probably start with a little bit about uh, what your role is and what it actually means. Because it sounds so fancy, Director of Digital Innovation. Yeah, it's quite a mouthful. And um, so I've gone from Head of E-Learning, which sounded a little bit 90s, so hence the title change over to Digital Innovation. So, yeah, so I've been doing this job for about 18 months now. Um, so I stepped into the role towards the end of 2018, which was very cool. So taking over from Walter Barbieri, who is another ADE. He's gone off to yeah. work at the University of Adelaide and run the... Um, teaching program there which is very cool Mm. um so yeah so really my role is kind of a little bit of everything so uh, mainly a big part of it is being able to oversee induction and professional learning for our new staff but also do the induction for our students and our new families who join us as well so it's quite a big role I think January and February are the busiest time of my year because we have so many new faces joining us so This year, for example, we had 14 new teachers join us um, over sort of a a couple of weeks period at the beginning of the year. So it was a lot about running induction for them, getting them to know all of our different systems and what we do and why we do it. Um, I also run the inductions for all of our students and parents as well. So every new parent who joins our school community uh, will come and attend a session with me over the course of about three weeks just to give them a bit of a heads up about why we do what we do, why we use the technology that we have and and how we're going to to be implementing it in the future. I think for a lot of parents, it's quite a big investment when they join our school community. You know, they're having to purchase devices as well. So they want to know that we're using them in the right way. And so a lot of my job is actually explaining all how are we going to be getting best use out of them and and what can they expect. I think that's probably particularly true for our parents of younger fam- uh, younger students. So we've got um, a one-to-one iPad program coming from reception. So a lot of our reception parents, when they join, are a little bit curious or nervous about why we're doing this. Um, are the kids just going to be coming to school and playing on games all day? 
And so really I'm that first point of contact to say, no, that's actually really not what we're doing and that's not why we do what we do. Yeah. Um, a little bit of work with our students as well. So we found over the past few years, so Walter in, in his um, time in the role found that that really crucial point for inductions for new students is really around that sort of upper primary and middle years stage. So every year, regardless of whether or not students are new to the school, we have an induction program that runs in years five, six, seven and eight. And we tend to find that, you know, adolescent boys, that tends to be a really good time to sort of hit them with inductions around online safety, a good digital citizenship, what are the expectations of the school? Because they're making that transition from primary up into the senior years where there is obviously a little bit more independence, a little bit more freedom. But with that, we need the boys to understand, well, actually, what are their responsibilities um, as members of the school community? So that's kind of what I do for two months of the year. Um, And then the rest of the year, I work on lots of different projects, really. So uh, we have our own bespoke LMS equivalent, essentially. Uh, So we actually build all of that in-house. We have a development team. And so I work alongside the development team and the head of IT to start to mock up new modules for that system um, alongside the staff who are actually requesting those. So we've had a few different things um, sort of become developed over the past 18 months or so. So it's my job to kind of be a bit of a go between between teachers who don't really know how a development environment works um, and then for you know the development team to help them to understand what actually the teacher's asking for and why they're asking for it so that's kind of one aspect and then the other aspect which is pretty important is actually getting into classrooms alongside the teachers and supporting them with implementing new ideas in the classroom how do I use these new technologies how do I leverage the technology to improve student outcomes? So whether that's going in and supporting a teacher to run Apple Classroom for the first time or whether it's going in and supporting a teacher who wants to get their class to author their very first um, multi-touch book on mm. the bookstore, you know, it's it's a whole range of things and it really does depend on where the teachers are at with their professional learning. Yeah. So really you would say that you're that link between pedagogy and technological knowledge and um, that go-to person to support that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I don't speak fluent geek yet, but I'm getting there. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I'm sure you yeah, really do. You're a closet geek, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, closet geek, yeah. yeah. No, but I think, you know, that, you know, over the past 18 months, kind of learning to to speak geek and to understand, well, actually, what does this mean in a development environment? What needs to go into actually signing something that is going to be used by our community and what kinds of things do we need to take into account so learning Mm. that for myself and then now starting to step other people through that process of understanding that if they're asking for us to to provide some kind of new technology new user interface then there are certain things that we need to actually understand about what they're actually asking for so yeah yeah, really interesting kind of side part of the job yeah, and I really like, though, that um, a big part of your induction prog- program is spent with um, those new students that don't or that aren't familiar with your programs, the one-to-one programs, but also with the parents because a lot of the time parents get frustrated, and I'm speaking as experienced as a parent, you know, you get frustrated, they have to spend a lot of money on a device, but no one's actually told you, you know, well, why are we buying it? What are they going to use it for? Are the teachers prepared to use them? to the full potential. And I mean, I guess you're probably similar to me in that you probably think about, you know, 
how are teachers going to use the technology? Is it just to substitute what they're doing in the classroom with paper? Is it to redefine learning? You know, thinking of that whole same R model. So, you know, for me as a parent, that's what I want to know. Are my students actually going to be challenged with their thinking by using devices? Um, so it's really good that you're doing yeah. that. And um, it's something that I could probably note down to introduce at the start of the year with our programs here as well. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think our parent induction program has actually changed quite a bit over the past couple of years. So it used to be parents coming in and actually setting up the devices. So they would actually be hands on going through that, you know, that initial out of the box stage. Um, we've kind of moved on from that really. Um, and I think that's, you know, partly because we have the processes in place to be able to do that setup prior to the parents actually getting their hands on the devices. And so now we've just got this more time with the parents where we can delve into those sorts of things. So in all of my inductions, I just touch on, well, actually, what does our planning, teaching and assessment cycle look like with technology? And actually, how do we reflect on our programs? So what I try to do is give our parents some relevant examples of how, to, how has our program changed over the past few years and, and what we've learned from our experiences so that they can see that it's not um, just a rolling program that is static in its design, that it actually responds to the needs of the students and the needs of the parent community as well. Yeah, yeah. and I suppose keeping up with the change of um, the rate of change of technology too. Um, so where yeah. you're always having to reflect and think about what you need to change. So um so my next question was sort of around, you know, what you're doing to create that strong program of induction. And you've kind of already touched on that a little bit, but I guess um, from a staff point of view, what are you, what sort of things um, are you doing with new staff or even existing staff um, to support them through um, the different innovations that you're working with? Yeah, so, you know, like I say, I've only been doing the job for 18 months, which kind of sounds like a long time. But when you think about it in terms of actually how many goes around have you had, I've literally only done this this whole sort of year experience once. Um, yeah. And sort of, you know, I've literally just finished my second round of inductions. So, um, you know, I think for me, now that I've sort of got my feet under the table a little bit, it's about starting to build a bit of an overview of what our professional learning and induction looks like. Um, definitely from sort of a, a year sort of view, but then also going out, you know, into, well, actually, what does two or three years at the school look like in terms of the kind of opportunities that we're providing? Because, um, you know, I sometimes think of it like I've got, say, 150 students, essentially, with all the teachers that I have, yeah. um, but I never have a lesson time with them. Or, you know, if I do, it's I see them for a couple of hours, maybe once a term, if I'm really lucky, in terms of, like, getting everybody in the room together. So, starting to try and build a bit of a picture about, well, where do we um, dip in and provide these opportunities for staff to learn new things and to upskill themselves? Um, I think the induction, we're getting there. We're, we're kind of starting to, to nail that down and what that needs to look like. Um, so, for example, we went from about two and a half hours to get through all of our induction and we've now gone to, we've got um, a full day with just on your teachers and then we laid in some extra time throughout the whole staff days as well. So they ended up with a total of about three days worth of IT induction, which is like, wow, it's pretty intense but yeah. for staff, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was nice to have them learning alongside the experienced teachers mm. at the school who know how things work and, and have that sort of experience of working in the, the Apple ecosystem, I think. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, having that sort of overview is, is really important and that's something I'm working on at the moment so that I can start to say, okay, 
how often am I introducing these skills? How often am I going back and, and sort of revisiting things? Because I think we all know that, you know, our students learn at different rates and so do our teachers. Mm. If we think about our teachers as learners, it's going to be early adopters. There's going to be those champions that it just comes naturally to them or they're really interested and they're going off and they're doing that learning by themselves. But there are other teachers who maybe are a little bit more nervous or, you know, they find it more challenging to work in this way. And so we can't just assume they're going to pick it up the first time that we introduce it and then we can just move on. We actually need to keep coming back to things. And I think over my time in the role, you know, I'm, I'm starting to see some teachers just this past couple of weeks who are just now picking up and running with ideas that maybe I introduced 18 months ago. So I think that tells me that everybody can get there, but they yeah. can get there at very different times. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's th- that's exactly the same with teaching, isn't it? You have to differentiate that and you have to find those students that yeah. do need the extra support, and um, which I think is amazing that you're working with those, those staff like that. Um, in those induction days, um, so you said there's basically three days worth of IT sort of um, induction. What, what are the sort of things that your staff actually work on? Like apart from the technical aspects, because um, I know that you like um, being creative with technology. Um, I've seen some of the yeah. stuff you've put up. Is that a lot of what you're showing your staff? It's some. I try not to go too uh, creativity heavy too early because I know it can um, it can put people off sometimes. I think if they if they're not comfortable, they want to know how things work first before they start to you know try and produce things with it. So we actually have separated out that really sort of techie part um, completely. So this year we actually did. I think it was ended up being about three hours. We got all of our new teachers in of an afternoon just to come in. All we're going to do is get your iPad and your MacBook set up and that's all we did in that time we got them set up we made sure they had all their passwords for the different systems that they were using and that just gave us a bit of breathing space to be able to you know resolve those teething issues that you always get you know someone's MacBook for some whatever reason won't connect to the network and the tech guys need to take it off and try and figure out what's happening and by taking that out of um, the the rest of the time that we were spending with them, it meant that we weren't having to kind of stress about, oh, this person is trying to learn about this system, but their MacBook's off being sort of looked at. Yeah. So it was really nice to sort of take that out. So we did that in a half day. And then the following day they came in with their devices ready to go. And we walked through a whole bunch of different stuff really. So we went through all of the usual kind of routine things like, you know, how do you log into this system? How do you find your timetable? Uh, how do you access your class lists and how do you get your MacBook to print information, you know, for those people who are new to that. Yeah. Um, so we kind of did that and then we went through the usual kind of like policies and how do we go through, you know, what are the expectations for staff around technology use and, you know, please don't run a business from your staff MacBook and stuff like that. So all of those sorts of things, but we actually ran that as a bit of a Kahoot quiz with prizes, which was oh, pretty good, fun. Good. So, yeah, so it's not it so boring cool. after all, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really it's pretty hard to jazz up a policies session. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they, they actually quite enjoyed that. So we did it as they, you don't have to read policies, but actually what you need to do is just use your common sense to answer questions about what are the main points of what we're trying to get across in terms of your responsibilities as a staff member around how you're managing your technology, but also what are your responsibilities in ensuring that the students are using technology safely. Yeah. Um, and that was actually my favourite part of the induction because um, 
We'd just given them the day before, you know, here's a brand new MacBook, here's a brand new iPad with pencil and keyboard. Um, and the thing that drew the most excitement is when somebody won a box of highlighters um, because they won the Kahoot quiz about policies. So, um, you know, everybody was cheering for that. And yeah. Well, teachers love stationery, right? <laughs> we do love stationery. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm also guilty of that, even though I love my technology. Um, I think, <laughs> I think you probably would agree that having those, those, having that time with your staff at the very beginning is really important in setting up a relationship as well. Um, you know, as in teaching, we need to have a relationship with our students and you're doing the same with your staff so that down the track, um, you're able to, I guess, easily communicate with them um, about their needs with technology. Is that something that you find is important for you? Yeah, it's it's absolutely crucial and I think that's probably the number one lesson that I've learned over the past 18 months uh, is that those relationships are so key to, to you being able to be successful in your job. So mm. part of that induction day that we did was um, after we got back from lunch. So we'd done a whole load of um, kind of that routine stuff in the morning that we needed to get through in terms of actually making sure people could get up and running when they got here. But we sat down after lunch as sort of a, a round group and just shared what is your experience with technology and what have, what kind of environment have you worked in in the past mm. um, and really what are your goals for, for coming and joining the Saints community in terms of your use of technology? What's your one thing that you really want to nail down in that first term? And it was really great to have that time for our new staff to share those experiences with each other um, and to, to hear from each other. I think it helped them to build up the understanding that they're not alone in coming into something that is really brand new. We had some staff who were coming from a Windows environment into a Mac environment and it was very alien to them. Um, but I think them just hearing that they're not alone and, you know, other people are on that journey too is quite comforting. But then it let me pick out, you know, actually who are the staff here who are probably just going to pick up and run with it, who are going to be pretty easygoing, they're going to know, they're going to have the experience. And then who are the ones who I'm probably going to need to check in with to make sure that they're not drowning in the background? You yeah. know? Because we all know what it's like being new to a school. You kind of don't want to put your hand up and say, yeah, I'm not coping with this. Um, you need people to, to sort of check in and understand that you're coming from, from a really different environment. Yeah. So that was, a, that was a really important part. Yeah. yeah, and that actually brings me to um, the next question as well because you do have so many staff there and, um, I can relate um, with that because um, I'm from a big school as well. Um, how how do you actually make sure that you're able to check in with staff? Like, do you have a process where you might focus on, you know, a specific part of the school or um, specific teachers, um, maybe those ones that you are worried that might need a bit more support? Um, how do you structure that as a director of innovations? Well, I'm just sort of um, starting to unpick how I structure that now. I mean, I think, um, yeah, like I said, it's like having 150 kids in your class and, and no real sort of set lesson times to, to check in with them. So it is easy to lose touch with one particular part of the school. So, you know, I've started uh, this year using a numbers document just to log my hours that I'm spending in different parts of the school, whether that's on one-to-one -one meetings, whether I'm going to a team meeting for a faculty or a year level in the junior school, uh, whether I'm presenting to staff, running a workshop. And it's really easy to have sort of a one-page summary of actually where am I spending my time and what am I spending my time doing? So yeah. I can dip into that and I can just see at a glance 
is there somewhere that I'm missing at the moment? And actually, you know, what, what do I need to be doing to make sure that I don't miss out on a group of people? Um, for a junior school, it's a little bit easier. Um, I am a junior school teacher, so I kind of know the staff really well. I know the teams. It's actually far simpler, I think, to check in with our year-level teams and hit most, most teachers at least once a term. Um, but senior school is a little bit more challenging, far more teachers working in faculties who don't often get that sort of collaborative uh, time. Um, and when they do, it's really precious to them. And actually, they probably don't need me to be interrupting and saying, hey, here's this new cool thing you can do with the technology. So yeah. you kind of have to do it more of an individual needs basis up there. Um, I've got to say a lot of it just goes on on gut feeling of actually I wonder how that person is going. And I think when you start to build up these relationships and have those casual conversations, you pick up on who are those people who I just need to check in with, whether that's just sending an email saying, hey, how's it going with this thing that you told me that you were doing you know, a few weeks ago? Do you need any help with that? Or whether it's kind of reaching out to them as, as part of a group and saying, hey, this opportunity is coming up. I wonder if you want to be involved. Yeah. So um, part, of, part of what I do with our new staff is... Um, I hit the end of the induction season, which is, you know, takes about four weeks or so. Um, and then once that finishes, that's my signal to send out a bulk email to those staff and say, hope your start to the year's gone really well, just offering, offering you a one-to-one catch-up time so that we can talk about how everything's gone and what I can do to help you um, as we move on into the next part of the term. And some people take me up on it. Some people say, no, I'm all good at the moment. Thanks. I'll just let you know if I need anything. And, and that's fine. And whatever they want to do is fine. But I think just making sure that they know that that support is there if they need it. Yeah. And that's important. That's great. So what, what would be your advice for other school leaders uh, around staff induction, professional learning and the links to innovation? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head earlier when you said about relationships. I think relationships are the number one and most important part of what I do. Um, and I need to understand the teachers that I'm working with because if I don't know what makes them tick and if I don't know what um, how they feel about technology, then I really can't do my job properly. And I think what comes naturally to one team member might be really challenging for another. So even within teams, there needs to be some kind of variation in what I'm doing. So if I go to a year-level team meeting in the junior school, for example, even though there's only three teachers there, I might have a massive range in terms of uh, their confidence with the technology and their skill levels. So I always just need to be mindful of, of the individuals that I'm working with rather than looking at it just purely from a this is a, an academic kind of point of view or this is actually yeah. what I want the students to be doing with the technology. And yeah. I think it's also really important to keep investing time and energy, even if you're not seeing the payoff that it feels like you should be. Yeah. Uh, because usually I find that if I'm if I'm sort of doing these things and, and I'm not getting through, it usually means that I actually haven't found that hook for that person yet. And yeah. actually what I need to be doing is something completely different. So, you know, what excites one person and brings them into the use of the technology is not necessarily the same for the other person, you know. While yeah. one person might be really excited by, hey, this is what you can do with numbers, you know, the the pretty arty teacher next door is actually going to be hooked in by something like Sketches School and actually yeah. that's going to be their way in and that's what they introduce to their class first because that's what they're passionate about and then yeah. everything else comes after that. So, yeah, yeah it's um, it's really important, I think, to, to be doing those things. Yeah, and it's um, I think this is one of the reasons I was actually excited to talk to you about this because... Um, your role, my role, they're very similar. Um, 
but there's not many of our roles out there. So what, what I've noticed from talking to people in similar roles is that we're often finding our feet ourselves um, and we don't usually have a lot of support um, to work things out and to make things work really well. Um, we have to be the innovators and we have to find the good ways to do things and we might fail a few times you know, and eventually get there. Um, but what I'm really hoping um, from this conversation that we have now and sharing that around that, you know, people that are coming into the roles that are similar to ours, that they're going to have that little bit extra of um, support um, from you and from myself um, to be able to be successful in those roles because I think they really are important and especially with the rate technologies changing um, yeah. and, and the rate our students are learning um, differently with technology. I think, you know, these roles are important and we do need to be in touch with those staff and, and support them through their journeys you know, with technology. Yeah. yeah. Well, so that brings us to the end of um, this episode. We could probably talk for hours on this, actually, because um, I've probably <laughs> got a thousand more questions, but I'm also conscious of the time. Um, but thank you so much for being part of the show today. Um, Pasha, thank you for inviting me. That's okay. So you're on Twitter, which is at teach underscore create underscore. So there's two underscores in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also you have written quite a few um ebooks which are available for free on the apple bookstore um that's correct yeah. yeah what 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 were the titles of those oh now you're putting me on the spot i can't remember <laughs> <laughs> no so i think I, I did i did a series of three last year which were based on um a project that came out of the ADE institute so it yeah. was uh, five days five weeks five months so it's kind of like a journal um, series about you know what did I do off the back of that institute and, and sort of implementing what what I learned yeah um, which is and great. a couple of others yeah around uh, one around science one around math so yeah looking yeah. forward to um, collaborating with some teachers on some more this year yeah so if you want to find those books you just have to search Angela Norman in the Apple bookstore and you'll find those there um, and finally, if you have any questions for Angela or, or, or I about today's episode, or if you think you'd like to be part of the podcast, you can drop me a line at dan at ponderingdan.com. And once again, to help this podcast grow, please like it, subscribe to it, rate it and share it with your peers. Um, it's a great little PL that you can do in the car, which is um, part of why I like to do it. Um, but do you have any parting words, Angela? Um. No, I don't think I do. I think I've talked quite a lot here. Um, but, yeah, I think um, just make it real and I think drive home the why. I think it, it always needs to come back to the why. Why are we doing this? And, you know, Absolutely. I think for, for a lot of teachers, they just need to know that you're doing it for a reason. It's not just because you're a complete geek. And although really you are, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joking, yeah, joking. Really. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks again, Angela. Um, and that's all for this episode. Uh, until next time, everyone, I'm Danny. Bye. <laughs>